In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. Folks, welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan, and this is uh, your Monday episode, but it's it's one of two. So this is kind of the second part, and uh, the first part was the uh, Jennifer uh, at Blocked by Jax, Blocked by Jax. We did a whole Bravo pop culture roundup, and usually I would just tack on whatever else I did to that episode. But I thought I was going to try something a little differently today because I had a long conversation with my dad, Bill Bailey, uh, which you guys usually always love to hear from. And I wanted to make it its separate thing. I wanted to try to give it the respect that it deserves and not just mash it up with uh, me making fun of the guys in Southern Charm. <laughs> so uh, listen, this might not work. You might say, hey, just keep it all in the same one. We'll listen to three hours at a time. I don't know. But just in case, um, and also, this is a very particular episode because when my dad's on, we talk about what we did because we went and saw the Eagles this weekend, the band, not the football team at the forum. Um, I got my dad tickets for Christmas and we went and uh, me and him, we went and saw it and it was uh, it was a great experience. So we talk about that, but we talk a lot about <clears throat> grief and the ongoing feeling of grief and and trying to get over uh, not, I don't think it's, that's not the correct wording, not get over. Cause we'll never get over the loss of Becky Bailey, my mom. But, um, you know, my dad doesn't seem to believe me when I say so many people reach out to me and they say this stuff, uh, actually helps them that uh, they're going through similar things or, and the thing is, is I don't think we have any answers. Um, so this is just what we're going through or more importantly, what my dad is going through. And I've got to tell you, like I, I always told you. Um, you know, what's so funny is that, you know, I, uh, I wish I could just have a microphone with me at all times because it's the best part of me. It's where I'm at my most inquisitive. Um, I'm usually scared, but I'm way, it's a different fear than I carry around in my everyday life. And it's the best opportunity. I always joked about this with you guys. I always said, Hey, if you want to get your, to know your parents better, start a podcast and interview them and you'll get to know them better. But the microphone always gave me an excuse to get to know my parents so much better than I ever had before. And that's wild, right? Like I'm an older dude. I, you know, but it, it was, I was always extremely blessed to have a uh, good, a really good family. I mean, listen, I'm not going to, uh, we, we definitely had our issues and have our issues, but I was so loved, so privileged in so many ways. I mean, we're not talking Shep Southern Charm privilege, but you know, uh, middle class, but always food on the table, clothes on our, I mean, just, they really did so amazing for me and my sister. Um, but I will say I got to know my parents so much differently and in a way deeper way when I started this show four years ago. I got to hear so many stories that I had no idea of. And and when I come to think about it, I actually never kind of stopped and thought about their story or thought about their journey. And I don't know if that's I can blame that on the podcast or it's just as you get older, you start wanting to know more and more about where you're from and the people that raised you, how, you know, you start to actually get the sense of, oh my God, these are actual real people. You know, that, that moment when you realize your parents are just like you. And I'm like, wait, you know, when you're a kid, you think your parents know everything. And then you realize they were just scared kids themselves trying to figure it all out. And I don't know, it, it was the, the, one of the best experiences in the world, getting to know my parents in a different way through this show. And in that same token, you guys were here with us when all that shit was going down with my mom and by all that shit, I mean, her passing away. And, uh, and now it's kind of that aftermath. We're what, four and a half months into mom passing. And 
I am obviously worried about myself, <laughs> you know, obviously, but I'm more worried about the people around me. And I think me and my sister, especially, we're always worried about my dad and not because he's exhibiting signs that, you know, it's not like he's gotten a motorcycle and got involved with a street gang. No, it's just that we want him to be okay. We want him to be the best that he possibly can. And sometimes it helps us take our minds off our own grief. We can when we can focus on somebody else. I mean, that was the thing. I think I kind of even hit podcasting harder once I got back um, because it helped me take my mind off these other things. So it's really good for me to have the opportunity to be able to speak with him and ask him questions that I, I, I believe it or not, I don't ask him in real life. Like we, you know, I got Ubers for us on the way to the concert last night on the way back. And we're not talking about stuff like this. And isn't that funny? And I don't know if you guys would be, you know, it's just so funny. It's like, I need times like I need, I need the podcast to be able to ask my dad very personal questions about his life or about his relationship with my mom. And I don't know what necessarily that means. And that's not your job. That's my therapist's job. <laughs> so we'll deal with that at another point. I think my next session is on Friday. So remind me to ask my therapist then about this. Um, but I just think it's one of the truly unique experiences, but he just, he, he, if he, he finds it so hard to believe that anybody would take anything that he says and actually get something from it. And I just think that is so wild. And I, I get that feeling, but at the same time, the feedback I've gotten, not just from my dad, but from people going through this stuff is that it becomes not even a secret society because you'll all be a part of this society one day. You will all lose somebody that you dearly love or somebody that you loved and lost. or so. You know, we all go through this experience. So the only thing, if you're listening to this and you have not gone through this experience and you might be going, ha ha, pussy, is that just maybe trust me just a tiny bit and think, okay, I'm riding high now. Everything is good. But maybe in the future, start to be aware of these things. Start to be aware that time is precious. You don't need to treat it like it's precious, but just be aware. Don't be surprised. Um, know that, you know, nothing is promised. Obviously, you want to make the best of every day, but that's not realistic advice because days just come and go and we never get all the stuff that we want to get done in a day. We never do that. So take those little moments and this has been such, I mean, this has been such a shitty month, not January, but before that, uh, it has been, is hard in ways that you possibly couldn't imagine. And, uh, it has been so interesting then though, to have, to know I have my family to fall back on that. I have my dad. And then it's interesting to watch my dad, uh, get through this in, you know, or figuring this out for himself, figuring grief out. And listen, I knew my mom for my entire life, obviously, but he was with my mom for 53 years. And then I think, you know, 55 when you, you know, calculate all the time that, you know, in, and that's the majority of his life. So of course I, I think about their relationship all of the time. I think about that. And it's one of those weird things is that you get to a point where I almost, you know, even my dad coming out here, I wanted to try to fill every moment of like, we're doing something cool. We're eating something good. We're doing that, you know, like, you know, took him to an art museum, took him to this, took him to that, you know, um, because my mom would have filled up every moment and you start to treat your remaining parent like a kid of like, are you okay? What do you need? What do you need? Do you want me to buy you something? Can I buy your happiness? What do you, you know, all of these things. Um, and listen, we're four and a half months in and, and we're figuring this out and some of it's really sloppy. Some of it's like, okay, that didn't work. Okay. This and okay. That, and, um, uh, I hope it's okay to share all of this with you. Um, because I know that's a lot to ask from an audience as well. So this is why this is part two, because if this isn't your thing, totally get it. You do not need to listen to any of this, but if it might help you out, if you're dealing with something similar or you've dealt with something similar in the past, there might be things that you, uh, might recognize. There might be things that you can reach out to us and let us know what we should be doing, what we should try, what we should try. And, and I will say, and you'll hear this in the conversation is that, you know, our family is getting a lot closer in ways that we possibly couldn't expect or didn't expect, you know, that was the thing. I think when you're dealing with <clears throat> the death of a loved one or leading up to those times, leading up to the time of her death is you're just so focused on that moment and what that moment is going to be like that you sometimes 
do not think about afterwards, the aftermath of that moment and the reverberations of everything, of the friends, the family around, the people that were all gathered at the memorial and what happens after that fact. You know, when the dust kind of settles where we all are now, like where, you know, I don't know. Those are those are questions that I find interesting and uh, I don't have a lot of perspective on yet. And like I was telling my dad, I'm still going around hoping for signs from my mom that I'm not getting, hoping to dream of my mom. If I dream of my mom, they're usually nightmares at this point. And, um, <clears throat> and you know, you get frustrated because... Uh, you know, I, if you listen to the recaps on Beverly Hills, I mean, they kept bringing up like dead parents and I was like, dude, I'm trying to make fun of Freddie Mellencamp and Freddie fat knuckle fingers and Sutton's esophagus and Santos, the horse. And I don't need to keep being reminded that, you know, every, like, you know what I'm saying? When you have that kind of show that you watch to take your mind off everything. And then it puts you directly back into it. And even for the audience that I talked to, you know, like, I was like, God, they must be sick of it, you know? And some people are just downright cruel. Some people are just like, yeah, I, I don't know. People are wild. Anyways, um, I do want to talk a couple of funny things about the Eagles show. Uh, as I talk about with my dad, we went to the Eagles show 10 years ago. Uh, this week, I took him to the forum to see the Eagles 10 years ago. And 10 years later, I've taken him to the Eagle Eagles show again. I got him better seats this time. That was really exciting for him uh, and for me to be able to do that. But it is wild. You, you just think about the passage of time. Now, I will say the Eagles crowd, uh, even though I think this this band, I think, is universal in a lot of ways, but you start to realize kids aren't really getting into the Eagles. Like, there's not a big young fan base. I guess the Eagles haven't taken, uh, taken off on TikTok yet. Um, because it was mainly, I would say the median age or the average age, around like 60, I, I would imagine. And Steely Dan opened up for him. And if you're not into Steely Dan, you gotta get into Steely Dan at some point. That's when, you know, you're really settling into life when you get into a band like Steely Dan. I think there's universal truths in the music of Steely Dan. Let me just put it that way. But anyways, we get there. And it is wild. Like the lady in front of me, the lady in front of us, she was with her boyfriend, husband. I don't know. They were in love. And she was one of those people that would film themselves watching the Eagles. Like wouldn't film the Eagles, but would film uh, her singing to the Eagles. And she would encourage him to sing with her. So she was filming them watching the Eagles and singing along. And I was like, oh, my God, this is wild. Like, I'm then I at one point in the show, I just started watching them uh, sing the songs because I could see her phone uh, filming themselves. <laughs> I was like, this is wild. And then I was like, I think the guy's into it, but I'm not sure. And then I was like, you know, and part of me, I was like, oh, she's probably going to post this on social media. But then part of me, the, the part of me that I, I, I wished I was hoping that maybe this was just for her. This was just for her and for her secret happiness and that she would go back and watch these films for years to come of her and her boyfriend or husband singing along to their favorite Eagle songs. Not watching the band, mind you, watching themselves sing the songs, watching the Eagles. I just thought, I was like, this is like a, a version of Inception. I, I just loved it. And then this really annoyed me. The guy there, okay, there were two older guys right next to me, but there were two older guys that you could tell they are clinging to try to be young. Like, they, you know, we're talking leather, we're talking hair slicked back, and these guys had to have been late 50s, which whatever. But I guess, you know, from what I, you know, I, I'm my mom's son, so I was eavesdropping, and they were talking about how last night, they, were, they went to the Eagles two nights in a row, and they had really shitty seats last night, but tonight they had good seats on the floor. And they were hoping that the Eagles were going to do a different set list, but they know the Eagles don't do different set lists. So they were like really hopped up. This guy was like, woo, every song, woo. And I'm like, great. I love that. I love fandom. But then there was like two older ladies in front of them. And then it was kind of like the one lady was kind of hitting on the one guy. And they were, you could tell they were all, they all had a couple drinks, which is great. It's Saturday night. It's the forum. Let's rock and roll, baby. Like the Eagles, you know, that's the great thing. This band has been around 50 years and you think, man, 
It's, you know, we, they were all young at one point. They were all in their 20s listening to the Eagles. My dad was in his 20s listening to the Eagles, and now they're back. And there is this element of truth to saying we can live forever. We can be young forever. And music and movies and this kind of pop culture can take us back. It can kind of encase us in carbonite and make us young forever. Like a song can take you back to a certain age where you feel young again. And I truly believe that. But these guys were really annoying the piss out of me because... They did this bit early on and the one lady laughed at it and then they just kept doing the bit the entire night. Um, so they the, their bit was, since they had been to the show the night before, they knew the set list. So the first time, the guy was like, huh, I bet next song is going to be Peaceful Easy Feeling. And of course, it was Peaceful Easy Feeling. And the lady was like, whoa, look how you knew that. And was like kind of impressed, even though she was a little, you know, like I said, wasted. Um and then every fucking song, this guy would ruin the set list by going, I bet it's Tequila Sunrise. Oh, hey, do you think it's time to check in? What's that? His friend said, time to check into the Hotel California. And then I got really pissed because then I was like, I'm going to screw his. Because then he was like trying to impress this girl. And I was like, I can I can find out the set list myself on setlist.fm. It's like a whole website dedicated to set list. I was about to go on and trying to beat him to the punch to tell the song that they were about to play before he was able to do it because he did it literally every fucking song and it kind of didn't ruin it for me but i was like dude let us all figure out what the next song is together don't ruin this for me man oh gosh folks summer is just around the corner so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees now i wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune and luckily i found quince now i have a lineup of timeless pieces i want that will keep me looking fresh year after year i got a pair of tan shorts i got a pair of green shorts i cannot wait to style these for summer and i gotta tell you the quality is great because quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100 european linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, but it was a great experience. I just think uh, I, I'm tripping out lately with just passages of time and that's not just in uh things with my dad i'm passages of time even in pop culture i was talking about this last week at the uh the golden globe awards paul giamatti won uh best actor for the holdovers that movie the holdovers which you can stream now on peacock and you know he won and i was thinking about his career and i was thinking about how god it's like two decades since the movie sideways or since paul giamatti in private parts and to watch somebody grow up or to watch somebody like kind of enter their um you know their older male roles on a film you're like oh shit paul giamatti is playing close to retired people you know like i'm like that is wild I'm used to seeing like middle-aged sad bastard Paul Giamatti and now we're almost getting to retired Paul Giamatti and there was something so sad I mean listen we all know I have a talent for making anything sad but it made me so sad it made me so sad and I've just been thinking about that the passage of time how we really don't escape uh what we all know is the conclusion of all of this we all go to you know this story ends the same way for all of us. And I'm trying to find these kind of universal truths in this, uh, the positive side of all of this, of we have so much pain in our lives, right? We go through so much pain, you know, 
is how do we make this better for ourselves? What makes this better for ourselves? How do we hang on to the things that we love? How do we cherish? How do we enjoy? How do we steer away from self-hate and try to move more into self-love? How do we tell people that we love them when sometimes it's hard without a microphone and doing a podcast? How do I do these things in my real life when it's easier for me to do them here? Like these are questions that I've been thinking about so much in the last couple of months. And I don't know, I wish I could say I have all the answers, but I'm in this real big place of not knowing right now. Do you ever do that yourselves, you guys? Do you ever feel like you just don't know? I mean, some of you guys are so confident in yourselves and you're so cocksure and you just know everything. And I've just never been that person. And as you get older, you're like, well, when is that person going to come out? Is that like the next life? I don't know if I believe in reincarnation, but like, is that the next life? Do I get that in the next life? Because it doesn't seem to be coming here. Do you guys ever feel the same way? Sometimes I feel like I'm on an island, but I know that some of you guys might feel the same way. And that's what I think about is that everything seems to be going so fast is how do we plant some kind of marker in the sand and say, we are here, we were here, and we're trying to do the best that we can to keep on going. So listen, uh, this is a conversation with my dad, Bill Bailey. We talk a lot about this weekend. We talk a lot about mom. We talk a lot about the holidays and, uh, I wanted to do this over Christmas, but it was not the right time. Uh, it was not a good time. And, uh, and so we're, we're, we're picking up where we left off and you've last heard my dad right after Thanksgiving and we had gotten through that. So this is a little bit of all of that. And I'm making this a separate episode. So, um, it doesn't interfere with anybody. Um, just trying to, to laugh about Bravo. So I hope you have a great rest of your Monday or whatever day it is that you're listening to this. And I hope you are getting through it. I hope life is treating you good. And I hope if life hasn't treated you good, it's right around the corner. And I hope you don't give up. And I hope all of the things that are good for all of you out there. And uh, I will talk to you tomorrow uh, where we'll be doing more pop culture, more interviews, more fun, less sadness, which sometimes this is. And that's it. Here he is, the one, the only Bill Bailey. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Okay, folks. uh, Listen. Uh, I get the most requests for this next guest than I get really for anybody. And I've gotten so many emails, DMs, messages uh, since the last time he was on, which was at Thanksgiving, uh, just checking in about how he's doing, what's going on. And, you know, luckily we have the pleasure of having him in Los Angeles this weekend. So the one and only Bill Bailey, welcome back to the show. Hi, good to be back. Good to be yeah, you're, you're back. I hope everybody had a good holiday. Yeah. No, we were going to do this at Christmas, but things uh, were a little crazy. Things were a little, a little, yeah. little crazy. A little crazy. Um, so uh, I guess the, the first thing where they left you off last time is you, I had made you a hard sandwich on an Italian roll and you broke off your tooth. Yeah. And you you now have, you 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 went to the dentist and they, they took two other teeth out, yeah, right? So I got a partial three teeth partial and here let me take them out yeah by the way <laughs> he now has like three teeth that he takes in and out it's really weird any of you've been through it very weird so and the other my only advice to you is don't eat a sandwich that ryan makes <laughs> <laughs> don't yeah don't eat a hard sandwich that ryan makes but now you have these three false teeth yeah exactly right in front but the thing that dad does, though, in the mornings, he'll leave the teeth out. And then it, it's it's really it's really weird. Yeah, tell me yeah it's really. Did you ever think you would be a man with uh, three less teeth and in, in your top teeth? No, no, no. Never, <laughs> never crossed my mind. Now, uh, I, you're out here because I bought you tickets to go see your favorite band, the Eagles, right, yeah. at the forum last night. And what did you think of the Eagles concert? It was amazing. I mean, it really, really was. And, you know, Stilly, Stilly, Steely Dan. Sometimes it's hard to pronounce. Yeah, guys, the the teeth actually do make his speech a little differently. A little different, yeah. I don't swear as much. (laughs) It's hard to pronounce the F word. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a good one. (laughs) Anyway, but no, uh, Stilly Dan was the lead in Actum. He could have been a show of his own, Donald Fagan. Yeah. I mean, it was really good. And, uh, what I really it was amazing with the Eagles and Stilly Dan, 
how they still sound like they were in their 20s. Yeah, they, like, I mean, they sounded 70s. I know? mean, they sounded beautiful. I, I thought Steely Dan, like, they're two different styles of music from the 70s. Right. I mean, obviously, the Eagles have been popular the whole way, but I've gotten so into Steely Dan over the last, like, you know, I would say seven or eight years. But Steely Dan, to me, is a very kind of New York cool band. Yeah, and much, yeah. the Eagles are kind of a, a Los Angeles lazy cool band yeah, because really, they write yeah. so much about taking it easy and California and Los Angeles. Yeah, because they went to college and what Bard Bard College in uh, New York, you know, very yeah, the northeastern kind of a thing. School Steely Dan, you mean? Yeah, Steely. Yeah, yeah. yeah anyway, but yeah, but it was really good. But it was just amazing that everybody had white hair. <laughs> everybody had white hair. They were carding nobody at the drink station because everybody was in their 60s. I think I, mean, I was really, the youngest yeah. person. But that's so weird to me, though, because I was raised on Eagles music because of right. you. So yeah. that was even, you know, and, and I, I would say, you know, when you come on the podcast, we talk a lot, of course, about mom, but we also talk a lot about aging and how weird. No, I mean, not, no joke, how weird it is. it is. And I was thinking about that last night, especially even for myself. We were at the forum 10 years ago. It, we we saw the Eagles at the forum ten years ago, like two weeks two from days. Now. Oh yeah, it was like it was like right at the almost exactly. Yeah, yeah, me and you went to the Eagles, so it was like a decade since. And I was looking at pictures of us that night. Yeah, and we both look so much younger. <laughs> I and, why. Yeah, but isn't it isn't it interesting to have a band that you follow your entire life? I mean, really. I mean, it was just amazing, and like you say, the, to me it was kind of cool, even just watching. Every, I mean, there's thousands and thousands of people there. And they're all pretty old. And then watching like these women and guys dance like in front of you. And I'm yeah. thinking, God, that's how I look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like, look more, you look way cooler. You, we didn't dance together at all. No, no, no. no. It was Not uh at all. it was cool. Yeah, no, it was really it was really awesome. And you couldn't help but, you know, get emotional about the music itself. Very or much so. to think and, and there are certain lyrics even in Steely yeah. Dan songs or Eagle songs where you're like, Oh god, that you know, that works so well about the passage of time oh, or, really, yeah, you yeah. know, loving somebody or all of that. And, um, you know, I thought this, and I don't, I don't know if you mind, you know, me sharing this with the audience of during best of my love, yeah. you, you were crying. You yeah, teared I up. Guess it was, boy, it caught me by surprise, but I, I guess, you know, obviously that's how grief works. I mean, man, I was sky high, not, not literally yet. <laughs> I mean, but you know, I was sky high. I mean, just silly dampen on one heck of a show. Yeah. And then the Eagles and they do the best of my love. And, and then boom, all of a sudden I was flooded with Becky, literally. <laughs> well, I see. That's what I was going to ask you. That could have been any woman. I, it was, it was mom. You, you yep. were, no, I was joking. <laughs> well, yeah. that was, and, and I, I was like, I noted and I, you know, I, I put my arm around you and yeah, it was good, you know? Um, and I thought that was, but I, I really thought how interesting, but that isn't that how grief works though, is like, we were talking about how you think about it uh, at weird times. Yeah. It, you'll be riding high and then all of a sudden you'll get a thought and it just kind of springs back. No, it was just really weird last night. I mean, really, really caught me by surprise. And uh, it was just so weird. It, all of a sudden, I'm like, boom, what the hell's happening here? You know? And, but isn't that a, is that a good thing? Or would you prefer not to have those moments? It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't bother me. It just happens. It happens. I miss Becky very much. I miss mom very much. And uh, it just happens. So I'm not ashamed of it at all. And it's just what it is. But Usually, I don't do it in front of 15,000 people. Yeah, but they put him on the big screen. They videoed. No, no. Don Henley booed him. Yeah, no. Well, that, I mean, think about the Eagles band. You know, we've been watching them for so long. And Glenn Fry, one of the founding members yeah, of the Eagles, really. he passed away like eight or nine years ago. His son took over for Glenn Fry. So you had his son up there singing his songs. And he was good. No, he was great. You had Vince Gill, the country singer, oh, filling wow, really in. He good. was great. Yeah. But I was just thinking, why? And and Don Henley, he's there. He's seventy six years old. Seventy six years old. All white hey, hair. Yeah, all white. And I went through phases with Don Henley because of you, like the Eagles, and then his solo career. Oh, his I great mean, solo. Career. I mean, End of the Innocence. Remember, yeah. he had his long hair. That was the best album ever. All you want to do is dance. Yeah, uh, like he had a really End of the Innocence. End of the, yeah, I mean, it was great. Uh, but I, I just thought that was interesting of following a band throughout your life. And you said last night on the way home, you said, "Hey." Well, hopefully we can go in 10 years <laughs> yeah. from now and and you'll be 85, Don Henley will be 86, <laughs> and uh, I'll be 30. So I'll still be buying $50 t-shirts. Yeah, but that's the other thing. 
when dad would initially go to concerts, yeah. I'm sure shirts were like five bucks. They're like 10, 10 bucks. Yeah. $50 a shirt now. And drinks were in, I mean, they, they really, they really get money out of you. One yeah, they, they get money out of you, but you don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we didn't get to talk over Christmas and, you know, we were with everybody, the, the family and, and, you know, we talked about Thanksgiving and how that went. And I thought, yeah. okay, we did, we did really good with Thanksgiving. Yeah, you really. know, I didn't know, but then I think I got cocky and thought, okay, we got Christmas, no problem at all. And, and then I remember about a week or two before Christmas, I started getting nervous going, oh no, we we're doing this again. Yeah. We've got to do this again. Were you nervous at all about, we screwed up a little bit. Oh yeah. We, I mean, were you nervous at all? About Christmas? Yeah, about Christmas. I know that sounds silly, but no, I was, I was. It was really weird because, you know, it was always big. It was always a big. It was it was our production. major holiday, yeah. a big production. It was really nice, and but uh, I I miss kind of like all the cel- all the decorations that mom used to do and all that. I mean, she was really great, and um, but no, so I don't know. It was kind of like bittersweet, but but let me tell you this is that. Yeah, I went back to Columbus right before. Christmas. Yeah, to see your mom, who is still alive, almost a hundred year, years 99 old. Ninety nine years old. So I was back in Columbus, like a week before Christmas. And when I went back, I, I decided I wasn't going to do put a Christmas tree up. I just didn't want to hassle with yeah. it. And, and, uh, and besides, I'm very lazy, and I just <laughs> want, didn't want to do it. So I came back from Columbus, and Kara, my daughter, picked me up at the airport. So we drive home, pull in the driveway, and her husband, my son in law, Chris. I put the ex the exterior holiday La- lights yeah. up. Really nice. It was just oh wow, this is nice. So anyway, so we walk in the house and I turn the corner to come into the living area. Boom, there the Christmas tree is up. It's decorated beautifully. <laughs> uh, very tastefully decorated around the house and everything. None of the nudes, none of the nudes that were usually up on Christmas. You yeah, said tastefully yeah. decorated. <laughs> yeah, tastefully decorated. Yeah. And uh, and then my granddaughter, my my granddaughter Karen, and son-in-law Chris, they, they were hiding around the and they come out. And it was yeah, really. And then Ryan texts me, says, "Are you surprised?" Well, and Dad, well, see, Dad, the audience, I amazing. talked about it on well, the show oh. before this even. They knew oh, really? that this was happening because nobody this was a, told me. Well, this was a plan. <laughs> well, we were trying to give Dad the decision if he wanted to do it or not, and then finally we were like. Ah, uh, screw it. We're just going to do it anyway. Well, you did. And it was great. It really did oh, add wonderful. so much. But at the same time, it reminded us of how much mom did. And I thought she it was, uh, I thought it was a show of respect to her as well. Very, oh, very, it was all about her and everything it really was. Oh, very bittersweet. You know? Oh, you've got to tell, you got to tell pe- the, the people about the, uh, the Bible. <laughs> so, so dad, you know, you know, clean, we've, finally cleaned out all of mom's clothes, put them in bags. I think we had talked about that before, probably, you know, donated all of it. Uh, Really, really cool. And then uh, Chris, my brother-in-law, he made these really beautiful built-in shelves in the closet and made it like dad's closet. But tell him what happened the other day. Well, yeah. So this is really, well, let me a little history first. Becky, Becky did not want to pass away at home. Yeah. And she told me that one day, one night, well, she was still good. She told me that and everything. And, you know, so I was going to respect her wishes, even though I wanted her to die, pass at home. But anyway, so when the time came and happened so fast that she had to pass at home. Yeah, we we, 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 we risked uh, putting her in a vehicle. We risked putting her in an ambulance. She would have died in an ambulance. And we thought that was kind of inhumane. And it all happened. And, and the audience knows this. It all happened within... A week when we thought it was going to be months, yeah, it was right. very, uh, really, very quick. Yeah, it was. It was very quick, and I sort of made. I made the decision that you know she would pass it home, but she told Kara, my sister, uh, yeah, before the, about two or three days before that, if we didn't let her pass it home, she would come back and haunt us. <laughs> she said she, she. She told my sister she would haunt us if yeah. that didn't happen. Selling a little. Or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. 
And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so the other day I was in the closet and I was reaching up on a shelf to get a basket. It had some uh, mom's stuff in it. And I, I forget what I was looking for. And there was this huge study Bible on top. And it wasn't a soft cover. It was a hard. I mean, it was a freaking book. Maybe not freaking, but it was a book. It was big. Yeah. So I lift up the thing and, and the book fell and hit me. Or like a week before, I just had surgery on my forehead. Because yeah, he had skin cancer, yeah. and he had that dug out, and then the thing hit you right on the it foot. It hit me, and it, I mean, I was like, I was dazed. I'm like, where am I? Blood's coming down my face. <laughs> okay, you win, Becky, you win. <laughs> oh, man, she was laughing in heaven. Oh, yeah. what? Now, that sounds insane. Has there been any other moments for you where you have um, felt the presence of mom? Uh, well, at the Eagles concert. Yeah. I mean, seriously, she flooded me. Um, so she just won't let you have a good time. Know, yeah. She will not. No. <laughs> well, it's hard to say specifically because, well, she's always there. Yeah. I mean, I mean you're, you're right. You're, you're right. I, I was telling the audience the other day, though, I there was, you know, in one of the stupid housewives show, they were yeah. talking about, I was telling you the other day, I was like, man, I'll be like laughing at these stupid things. And all of a sudden they'll talk about their mom dying. And I'm yeah. like, why are we talking about this serious stuff? But they they were talking about, you know, signs from their mom or they see a certain bird or they see or the dream. And that just doesn't happen for me. And I feel so sad about that, that it doesn't. But it shouldn't. We all we all we all grieve. We all remember in in our own ways. No, but I want her to reach out to me. I want her to I want her to hit me with a Bible or something like that. You know, I wish you would have been there. (laughs) But anyway, so but no. We all grieve in our own ways and everything, and I get that. Now, you know, I mean, I I think about mom all the time. I mean, seriously, yeah, you know. And but it's never been any, you know. And I I I talk to her and and bring her up to date on everything, keep her keep her updated and all that good stuff. But um, it's just I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's just weird. well, that's what I mean. A lot of the the audience had reached out, and you know, they're always wanting to know how you're doing and all that. But a lot of people will also share their experiences yeah. of like, you know, like, Oh, I'm going through this right now. And it's, it's so, uh, it's so, and because I know we're not like you always say, we're not unique in this situation. No. We're no better. We're nowhere. Like we're, we're, we're so blessed, but all millions. the, but at the same time, it's, it's really, it kind of wakes you up to another side of humanity, but also deadens you in some way, because I feel like right now I'm just, uh, you know, I, uh, even though if it might sound differently, I'm trying to put one foot in front of the other, yeah, yeah. you know, it really is. And it's only been four and a half months. I mean, which I, is not that long. Well, you know, what's sad when you say that and I'm like, okay, we only have to get up to a year, but you're like, no, we have to deal with this the rest of our life. She doesn't come back in a year magically, you know, back, no, nope, there's no, you know, we just learned to adapt and everything. Like for instance, I'm used when, when mom first left coming home to an empty house. Yeah. Really, ugh, I just hated it. It was terrible. Everything. 
I'm getting more used to it now. I mean, when I leave, I'm going to come back at night. I basically leave every light in the house on. <laughs> on wow, you're really trying to piss her off up there. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you turn on the AC, past oh, yeah, them, yeah. you're really going <laughs> to. Don't, don't tell her. <laughs> but I mean, now, I mean, I still leave like every light on, but I'm I'm getting used to it. But it's so weird when I think. You know, I'm living by myself. That's what I was thinking about last weird. night. I mean, uh, you weird. know, I we got back from the show and then I had ordered us McDonald's like true men. And <laughs> then I was just like, well, what's, uh, you know, what's this like for you then coming home from something? It's not like you would wake up mom anyways and talk to her about the concert, but, but she was there. But yeah, there was this thing of, you know, and that was the thought I will have. And, and sometimes you just said. Um, and by the way, are you all right with talking about all this stuff? Sure. Okay, cool. I don't want to push you Absolutely. to, no. um, is that you said, uh, you know, I'm getting used to it. I'm yeah. getting used to it. And I think sometimes I happen. And I think some of our family does happen to sometimes go to the depression side of things or will, you know, easily get sad or emotional. Is that, Very um, much. is there something, cause to me, I, I hear that. Or when I feel that I get sad about that of like, well, I shouldn't have to get used to it. It shouldn't have to be a getting used. There's something sad in, well, I never want to get used to it. And you never will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just learn to deal with it. It's like, well, like grief and everything. You just keep pushing it down, pushing it down, you know? And But is, are we supposed to not push it down? Are we supposed to like vomit it out everywhere and see where the cards fall? I know. I, to me, that, I guess it's up to us. I mean, that's how I deal with it. Push and it down? Just push it down. Well, but how, but how is that healthy though? In like, it in doesn't. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not telling you it's the right thing. But at least I'm doing something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the pushing is an exercise in itself. Well, that's. I mean, uh, well, the thing about like, so four months. You obviously that first month. I mean, you know, it's so funny. People will tell me conversations I had with them that first month that I have no recollection of. Yeah, right. they have no recollection. Like that I and I wasn't. You know, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't blackout. I wasn't, yeah. but I'll be like, I, I didn't know I had that conversation yeah. with you. I didn't know. And that's kind of weird to like, think about that period of time where I'm like, you know, I, I remember right up until, you know, she passed away. And right. then it's like, I remember, uh, you know, I remember saying goodbye to her when I was going to leave mm-hmm. and you guys left me alone. And right. I thought I was going to go to Betches and the hospital. Like I remember just, and remember, like I was just. And that's kind of emotionally where I re- leave off yeah, really. was mean, that, that weird moment. But then, then you come out of that other side of it. And what is the most shocking thing for you besides living alone? What is it like, oh shit, I'm having to grocery shop for myself. I'm having to pay bills. You're now having to learn skills yeah. that it wasn't like you were ignoring before, but it was just mom did those. It was just easier. She did it. She did it so good. Now, do you get, I mean, does that part of it all scare you about, I don't want to do new shit? Maybe not scares me. I mean, I know I have to do it, so that's not a problem. You know, I know I have to do it. But, you know, I wish I'd know more, and I'm slowly educating myself. What's going on. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, it really isn't. But, you know, Mom handled everything. Yes. Yeah. You know, just do it my way, and we'll all be happy. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that was the, even up in the hospice. We were still, me and her were supposed to be doing things. Like there are a couple of bank account things. There was a couple like, and so like we weren't planning on, you know, like we knew what was the end result was going to be, but it yeah. is interesting how, and she would be like, you see, guess what? You guys are going to be so mad. You're going to be so effed up when when I'm gone. But we're doing it. Maybe, no, we're, no, you're not, by the maybe way. Maybe not, not as neat organized as mom did it, but it's being done. Yeah. You know, and it's no big deal. Everything's under control. Um, you know, I mean, I know there's stuff I need to do personally, as far as just internally things I, I need to do, you know, and, and I'll do them, you know, I'll do them and give myself some grace period, but I can only, like I told you the other day, I, I can only use mom as an excuse for so long about not yeah. doing things. Yeah. You know? So no, I'm a widower. No, <laughs> yeah. You can only use that. So, well, that that's the other thing too, is, is I will say, and it does there are small blessings within this that, you know, we all went out with like, uh, you know, how good Kara, my sister, your wow. daughter, how good she did Christmas and wow. how, how that would have, Amazing. how mom would have been so, I mean, she would have given notes, but it yeah, would have right. been, she would have been so like, I mean, we very, very all like, so. we all were in there, Rebecca, we, all of us, we, 
it was just so nice. And she did it so when she's grieving as well. It's that's it. Well, you too, with all the stuff you've done, you were grieving, but yet you guys both, and I've said this many times, so please forgive me, but you guys both grieving as much as you were took care of me. It's still on. Well, you know, but but I will say, but sometimes that actually helps me yeah. to take my mind off my bullshit. Right. But I will say, because of a couple of things that we've talked, you know, like Christmas, you know, a couple of things other than mom really messed with me in a hard way where I was like, oh, shit. Like, I wish mom had been there. Yeah. Uh, to, but anyways, but it is interesting to go through that. But I was also just so cognizant of how good Kara did right. that I was blown away by that. And then... The other memory I have is that one of the last nights we were there, we all went to this, you know, some hole in the wall pizza place. Oh yeah, crust. Yeah. Crust. And and this isn't, and mom, if you're listening, you shouldn't be listening to podcasts in heaven. But if you are, we all sat around and we were laughing and it wasn't, the conversation wasn't dominated by our trauma. It was BS about the kids, my niece and nephew. And yeah. we sat there and I was really enjoying myself. Very nice. Um, and that was kind of like this little ray of like hope of like, okay, you can see a future where we enjoy hanging out with each other without the cloud of mom. Yeah. I mean, we're so blessed though that we do have our family. We've yeah. always said that we're very blessed, you know, uh, me, especially I'm extremely blessed, but before going any further, if I can for a minute, I want to, unfortunately, I want to thank several people who sent me Christmas card, uh, However, I left the list back in Phoenix. Okay, so you'll come on again and, yeah. and do that. But a lot of people sent Dad Christmas cards. Yeah, I just want to thank you very much. Very kind words, and you know, I remember them all, read them all, and they they really meant a lot. Uh, the puzzle was. Yeah, really Juliana cool. Carosa sent you the puzzle, which is more of a mom thing. Yeah, but it was still really awesome. Very nice, and also, and Kim, hi Kim, love you. Uh, thank you. I hear him waving. Yeah, yeah. He's, hi, hi. he's waving to an audio mainly podcast. It's good. I'm old. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, hi, Kim. Thank you for your cards. Uh, it's always, I always love hearing from you, and I thank you very much. And all of you, thank you very much. And, and, and just thank you. You're good people. Yeah. No, I, I, they, I'm so blessed to have the audience I do. Um, are you good for a couple more minutes? Are you sure, still there? Yeah, are, you, no, are you having a good time? Or are yeah. you too much? Okay. Oh, I'm having a ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I'm fine. I just, I'm sure it's boring. I don't, I no, don't Dad, even... this is what I'm saying. I'm telling you. We might think it's boring, but I, I I swear to God, people say this is so helpful for them. And I do think that it is helpful to talk about and for people to actually that are going through this or have gone through yeah, this, they and, recognize it. And the people who have written notes to me basically say the same, same thing. Here, let me take my teeth. Yeah, out. his teeth are really good. I'm not quite used to it. Yeah. But anyway, um, I was going to say what was weird was this week and we went to Costco, me and you yesterday, which by the way, dad... Dad lost his iPad in his own house. He lost his iPad in his I'm own house. I'm losing it, guys. I mean, I'm I'm really I'm, seriously. I'm, and he I, lost his wedding ring, but he found that. Found my ring. He found the ring, but he lost his iPad. We can't, and he didn't hook it up to the find my iPhone, so we can't find it yet. But it it's got to be there somewhere, and it's not that it big of a house. Has to be. You know, I know I didn't take it to Ohio with me. You know, but I still called Uncle David, and he, I had him check the whole house. Uh, you know, I, so I knew I was pretty sure I didn't take it to Columbus, but I can't find it. And so I bought a new iPad. So when I go home, I'm sure I'm going to walk and it's going to be right there and say, hey, hi. Remember me? You know? <laughs> um, but but also my ring that really that made that really the iPad I can replace. Yeah, my, you were distraught about that. I can't I can't replace my ring. This is my connection. But man. guess what? Guess where the ring was? <laughs> it was in the jewelry box where you're supposed to keep the ring. <laughs> And you lost this. It was like for weeks, and it, you didn't check the jewelry box. I did. No, I checked. I checked it at least twice. So it magically just... appeared. Yeah. Mom really is messing with you. He's slowly driving you mad again. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking <laughs> to it. No, what I was saying, we went to Costco, and I will say that actually tripped me out for the rest of the day because I, you know, you have those things, you know, with mom. I had like I would always go to Costco with mom. Yeah, exactly. That was like you would stay home. Yeah. I would go to Costco with mom. So me and you are now at Costco, 
running around. But and I, I was so used to getting direction from mom. <laughs> I would steer the car or she would even sometimes even steer the car and then tell me this, this, this. And that was a trip because so many memories of so many Costco trips well, that's came the, flooding back. Because back in Phoenix, I always, you know, I went with mom when you weren't there. You know, and I, you know everything. <laughs> okay, listen, the flooding at Costco, the member, that's my thing. That's not okay. your thing. That is not, no, I... But Can I, I tell you about the Eagles concert. Yeah. <laughs> well, but then I was just thinking, I mean, we were driving around Los Angeles and, you know, you were saying, oh, I remember going to this with mom or I remember because yeah. right. I've lived here 20 years. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I remember going to this and and yeah. every and I think that's got to be weird for both of us it's is really that weird, yeah. you're driving around and going, oh, we, we went to that restaurant with mom or we yeah. went to that thing with mom. And I thought that was another thing that I noticed that I was like wow, like that's awesome. But at the same time, life is memories. Yeah. But thank goodness. I love my memories. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think I, I, I read that early, like when, uh, life works best if you remember. Yeah. Life I, works best if you remember. Thank goodness for memories. Yeah. Um, and so then what are you getting good at? Do you think in being by yourself or being at home or what do you think this is opened you up to are you being a better friend are you being a better like has there anything been like okay this is actually interesting um well first of all i think i'm just getting getting good at living by myself yeah i mean that's yeah. a big deal that is a huge yeah, deal yeah big deal. um but yeah but i mean i can't say i'm a better friend i think i'm more empathetic than i and i've always been pretty empathetic but you know now I'm really empathetic. Yeah, <laughs> been there, done yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, just to remind people that have followed your journey, they followed you on stories about Vietnam. Oh yeah, they followed on stories about getting married, your brother's death. Like they know a lot of your history. And is it sometimes so hard to? We talk about this with your mom, grandma, who's ninety nine years old, about being the one that is able to be here well first of all you're the carrier of the memories no i am yeah and i'm a caregiver I, you know yeah you know and everything except when it comes to you and Kara, you guys take care of me which was amazing but anyway um but no um i often thought about that especially being the youngest in the family but of course if my brother dale uncle dale was still here he would have he would have been the patriarch and everything but no it's just it's what it is it's there you do it might as well do it you know um it comes out of love you know uh you know taking being with my brother on his journey um and everything and even thinking about guys in vietnam that yeah that didn't make it and everything and 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 all that and you look at that i look at that from an early age you know with my well which is a good thing when my father passed away but i mean Death, death is a part of life, <laughs> you know. But like, I mean, death is a part I don't of know life. What point I was making. No, no. I mean, listen, you made so many points, but I do get like, do you? Uh, I hate to get we've already gotten deep, but do you get scared of death? Do you get no, scared? Not all, not and you've watched it now. We've watched it up close. You watched like, yeah. is there? Uh, you know, and are there things that you haven't done that you want to do? Oh, there'll, there'll always be things. Like, mom and I had so many things planned mostly travel yeah you know and um because that that was i really really loved that we love new places and traveling and and all that and the, and the intimacy of it and all that it was really cool uh but no i mean i i just want to live i i'm going to miss traveling like that i don't see myself going to europe by myself or you know and uh or south africa and i really i just wish it would have made south africa yeah, yeah, but yeah. the pandemic took care of that. Thank goodness it happened before we were there. Damn you, Fauci. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But no, uh, but no I'm sorry. I'm just rambling. Now, no, no, this I? is no. I know you think you're rambling, but actually this is really important. And I thought it was exciting the other day. You finally started actually being able to concentrate enough to read again. Absolutely. No, and I'm not joking. You no, used to no, be a huge no. reader. And and, I didn't read for like four months. Which was, if you know my dad, it was he would always had a book, and you weren't able to even concentrate. And you Not finally, what was the first book you finished? Because uh, I know you read the Stephen King book, but before that, yeah. you what was? Oh shoot! Oh, was it a book on grieving, or was it a? Well, it was a book. It was. Um, um, I mean, it wasn't. A, it was. Um, What's his name? Lewis. Uh, oh, C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis. Uh, on, the Lion, on, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. But he yeah, also did. Yeah. And he did a short. His wife passed away. So he went grieving. 
it was basically he put in the words what everybody else goes through. And one thing, reading, uh, it was a short little book, only 70-some pages, but, you know, a book I'll read over and over again. But he, but one thing I've learned from him, when I didn't have to look up every word he wrote, I mean, geez, I had a dictionary next to me. I <laughs> never heard of this word. But anyway, <laughs> no, he, um, um, grief is universal. Here's this great man who's grieving just like we have. Yeah. And we're just, we're like each other. We've all grieved. That's what connects us as people is that we all, we all have love. We all have lost. I have, I have much in common with C.S. Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and, and listen, since I have you here and I'm brave in front of a microphone, (laughs) you know, you and mom used to talk about like, you know, your romance or whatever Mm -hmm. and like that. But at the same time, I don't want to glamorize anything like, you know, like you've always said, and like you guys have had difficulties and all that stuff. And mom, I've known she ruled with an iron fist. You know, she like, you know, she was very opinionated, which I, you know, all of this stuff. But would you be able to still have those moments with mom where you would be able to break through that tough exterior? And I think sometimes even as she got older, she got tougher and tougher. Like her mom. Yeah. You know, very steely. And I don't mean in a, I don't mean this negative. It's just, she really kind of even more got him more ensconced in like the, you know, I don't know, just very strong. And even when thinking about her death, it wasn't like she pulled each of us aside and said, this is what I want you to do with your life. This is what I, you know, we had all of these conversations. It wasn't things left unsaid, but no, I mean, uh, were, would all. you, I mean, like, and even when you were first meeting mom, were you able to like romantic talk her? Were you able to be like, you're so beautiful. Were you able to say those things? Yeah. Mom was easy. <laughs> Feels like another Bible. Might be, Mike, where are the Bibles oh, no, hidden right no, 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 now? No, no. Yeah. But were you able to be romantic with very her in that so. way where she Mom, was able to accept it? Mom was very passionate, very giving. No, I don't know what to hear this. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> Did I tell you that? Yeah, no, 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 no. No, I mean, no. It was towards the end, you know, just, just got harder. What really happened was that much, and she, she excelled at her job. I mean, you know. Oh, I mean, I mean comp- it was one of, yeah, she I was, mean, she excelled one of the, you know, I mean, written up and everything. She was really so good, at, but she hated it and it made her more hard. Yeah. I mean, because she had to work so hard and she was also she in a male dominated. She didn't have to work so hard. She worked. That was mom. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah, you're right. You're mom. right. But no, anyway, but no, we still break. In fact, you know, when it was just her and I on her journey and everything at nights or I was sitting with her and, you know, and everything. We talked, you know, we have, we have very soft talks and everything. We, we, we remembered, you yeah. know, you know, we had conversations. Remember that time, you know, and yeah, you know, I remember when you, you know, and, but no, so, you know, but yeah, it's just part of life. I mean, but it was interesting. One of the, in one of the final weeks when I was there, it was the three of us and her cousin, Connie. Connie. So it was me, mom and you, and then Connie came in mm-hmm. and it was amazing and set up this, or we were able to get through her Apple AirPlay. All she had put up together fa- photos oh, of the whole family really from the last cool. sixty years. Things that I didn't know. And mom, you know, wasn't doing good, obviously, but she sat out there with us. And I'm sitting here like I was blown away really looking at little cool. mom, yeah. look, all, you know, my my grandpa, looking at all this history. And mom seemed unfazed, unaffected, un. And I think you know she was very deep in her illness at that point. It was really. It took her a lot because you remember, you know, uh, how she was. And Connie and I just think, I think she just gave it her all. You know, yeah, story. that I mean, see, even saying goodbye to Connie, she, I mean, she said something. She's like, "Well, I guess this is it. I yeah, guess this yeah, is it. Exactly. Goodbye." Yeah. And that that tore me up. Was just like, "Damn," you know, mm-hmm. like, and uh, I don't know. So the thing is, though, what I want, uh, and by the way, every time you come on, people think this guy needs his own podcast. His son sucks <laughs> compared to him. Oh, that was the other cool thing that I wanted to bring up to tell the audience was that last night we were at the concert and you were saying, you know, cause sometimes you'll still sneak a cigarette here and there. And you said, I got to quit. I got to, because I want to be here for, uh, niece, my niece and nephew, your grandkids. And and speak about that of being able to be there for them because I do think they need you, you know. Yeah, thanks. No, I, I want to. I I want to for Becky too because you know she can't, but I can be here, so I need to be here for her and I. I want to see the kids grow. I want to see them get into their twenties and and see what their life's taking on and everything. And you know, and and I'm their link to the past. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, the future and the past, I'm the link to the past. I'm the link to the Nana, who they love very much. And it just being a part of their life is, is just amazing. And, and it's so darn easy being a grandparent. You just give them whatever they want. Well, you know? maybe that's not exactly how you're supposed to do <laughs> oh, it. But, I mean, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, we don't want you to leave either. Yeah, please. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Who says you can't find love? Yeah. Well, which, by the way, our nephew, Watermelon, who you knew from the first episodes of this podcast, he just finished with his first seasonal yeah, employment really, job. Really cool. And he did it. He stayed with it. He did good. He made really his own money. Great, yeah. It's it's wild. So no, so no, but it's just you know, family's everything, and and again, you know, and I just again, I just want to thank all of you. Uh, I'm still amazed that Ryan tells me that you listen to me. It kind of amazes me. Uh, I mean, I have an eagle too. I mean, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to take over. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. No, but but thank you all very much. I mean, every time I talk to people about Becky's journey, friends that. We haven't talked to in a while or whatever. I always talk about all the cards and everything you sent, all your kindness, your love, your generosity, uh, your compassion. Um, you know, and, and it's just to me, it's just we're good people. We'll get through this. We're really, really good people. Um, we love each other. Well, and you always say, don't hate. You don't always hate. say that at the end of the things. But I will say, I mean, I feel like sometimes I think that's, I think we, as a people really love to hate. I feel like we yeah, love, I feel like we really get off on it. Really? And we really, I mean, like, but I mean, I see that every day in every way. Oh, like, how do you combat not hating when that's so much easier to do than loving? I don't know. To me, it's easy to love. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, what, I just, I'm, I've never been a hater, but I've been very, you know, back in the day when you, you know, I was political and, you know, and, and not bad, but still, I mean, you're a communist. You can tell yeah, people. Not, you know, everything. <laughs> no, you were very into politics. Yeah. Yeah. And now I hate it, you know, and uh, I don't really hate it. <laughs> no, you, hate you, it. you just hate what it brings out in people. Oh, it's just terrible. But, but we're good people. And I do, I have extremely confident with our future. I know what my grandkids are like, all my friends and their grandkids, they're raising, they raise good kids. They're raising good kids. And I'm just very optimistic and just the kindness and love. And just thank you very much. And I'll shut up and go away. No, you no, Okay. Don't you, hate. You're going to yeah. shut up and go away. But I, I will say, though, what was your favorite song last night that the Eagles played? Uh, really? The best of my love. Best of my love. Yeah. I mean, uh, and what was your favorite song that Steely Dan played? Oh, man. Really? I mean, that's a good question. I mean, he, he was really good. He mean, was he, shockingly good. I thought I was expecting not as good from Steely Dan. He, he could have been the main act. Yeah. I mean, he I would I would actually act. go see oh, just abs- them. Absolutely. But I can't think. I mean, I like Peg. Always yeah, Peg. Peg and all that. But oh, I really like all of them. When I really started listening to him again, I was just amazed at all the songs. Yeah. Hits. Oh yeah. I mean, we've been listening to Celia Dan for the last couple of days to prep for this yeah, concert. Right, yeah. And it really is. And and by the way, you know, when I, when I was a kid, I remember somebody at college playing me Steely Dan yeah, yeah. and it was uh it was a pothead. And I was like, I, and I didn't really smoke weed. And I was like, okay, buddy. And I didn't like it at all. And I'm not saying I'm a pothead now cause I'm not, but I will say that music means so much more to me now. Like I really, and the, the jazz elements in it were the band elements were just amazing. Oh, the band just amazing. The music I mean, really was, but you know, one thing about the music back then in my day and everything, the words had meanings. Yeah. I mean, songs had meaning. I mean, Bob, listen, Bob Seger, one of my favorites. Listen to his songs. Listen to Don Henley. I mean, you listen yeah. to some of those lyrics and it oh. is like, and it works for me. I'm like, I can't believe you wrote this. Well, we were um, peaceful, easy feeling oh, or yeah. like, we were like, these kids wrote this in their twenties and now they're in their mid seventies. But the songs actually still work from like a man looking back on his life. Absolutely. It was like when I, you know, that song landslide by Fleetwood oh, Mac, yeah, yeah, right. you know, um, you know, it's like, it's very interesting to think of Stevie Nicks singing that as a young girl when she originally wrote that song yeah. and then to sing it now, looking back on a life, Lancelot takes on this whole other meaning of, yeah. you know, really kind of beauty and stuff. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about age is that, I don't know, as I get older, it's interesting. It's it's trying to respect the young and the youth and their right. energy and all of that stuff. But at the same time, go like, I don't know, I guess you just have to learn to let them make mistakes. I mean, raising kids is a lot the same that's way. That's do. I mean, really, I mean, it's all part of life. And, everything. and I, like I say, I want to be around to see, you know, Addison and Connor 
So what they do? What do where they become? Do they get married? Or you know, I want to. Do they become I, assholes? Yeah, I know. I know. I won't. You know, hope. I just want to be around. I owe it to Becky. Yeah, you do. Uh, no, I mean, in a, in the best way ever. Yeah, right. Um, well, Dad, we love you. And I know he can't believe that people actually like to listen to him, but I'm like trying to tell him. I'm like, dude, we could keep going. And he's like, oh, I got to stop. But no, this is this is great. Thank you. Because it's not only for you. It's for the people out there that are going through the same thing. Well, I you know? It. And again, thank you for all your cards and everything. Very, just very nice. And it meant a lot to me. Thank you. And keep going. If you're going through this right now, keep going. We we, we were actually at the restaurant the other night. Oh, yeah. And we, uh, the, the hostess actually listens to this show, and I don't want to, uh, Kelly, and she came up to my dad and said, I'm so sorry about yeah, you. So and nice. she was going, her cousin just passed away yeah. herself. But right then and there, it's like this immediate connection yeah, of was, we've yeah. all losing people that we love. But the people that stay around, we all got to band together and actually kind of do what's right for yeah. each other and out of respect for the people that we lose. Really? Anyway. Okay. But hey, Kim, again, thank you very much, Kim. The reason you all know Kim's story, she's a tomato lady. Yeah, mom and dad yeah. visited Kim and her garden years ago after uh, she wrote to me and they were going to New Mexico, right? Mm -hmm. And you guys had the best day oh, with her. fantastic. And she's she's just the best. So really, really good person. So just know, even the, the people out there listening, they've reached out. You guys do make all the difference in the you, world. You really do. You really yeah. do. This isn't just some like kind of fly by night thing. This is a part of our lives. This really does help us get through things. So thank you. Thank you to Bill Bailey, my dad. Love you. Love you. Don't hate. Don't hate. Peace. <laughs> so bad it's good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge morales Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey at gmail.com and follow the show at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to Patreon.com forward slash SoBadIt'sGood. Stay bad, baddies. Batches.